This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, G. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What are you doing over there, Wackerly? I'm taking my shoes off. I forgot. Wait, you like Mr. Rogers? You gotta have your shoes off when you podcast? Well, Mr. Rogers, if you don't remember, has inside shoes and outside shoes. I'm just taking my outside shoes off. That's what I, I meant. Be, Do you I, have, gotta have, I gotta be unrestricted. Do you have podcasting slippers? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> technically no. Are do socks count as slippers? <laughs> um, really. More or less. Okay, then yes. Lance Wackerly, why are you not standing in line to see my movie? That's my impression of the other guy. I think anybody could do Bane's voice. All you gotta do is like shove a sock in your mouth. I saw that. Um... <laughs> Are you gonna go see that movie? Uh, you know, I am gonna go see that movie, but I'm all, but I'm not one of those people who is so excited about that movie that I would be sleeping or spending the night in line or staying in line for six hours, seven hours to get a fucking IMAX ticket. Or even buying one in advance. I wouldn't do I, that either. They're, well, they're being scalped upon Craigslist for hundred dollars. Like is that is that just not ridiculous? It's very ridiculous. Or is that just <laughs> is that just ridiculous? Seriously. I, I already have my ticket, but it's through no fault of my own. Somebody oh, wait, else so bought you did. One. You are planning to go see it opening weekend. No. I already have my ticket for the following week, but I didn't buy it. You got to be so. kidding me. They're selling tickets in advance for next week? You can buy any ticket in advance. There's this thing called the internet, D. I, I just <laughs> You've don't... heard of it? And there's a thing on the internet called Fandango.com, and I'm sure there's but other... But th- that's what I hate, though. I don't like having Why? to plan ahead to go to a movie. A movie, to me, is always a spontaneous thing. It's like, I feel um, like going to see a movie. I agree. But you if know? you want to go with a group, you got to plan. I guess if you're going with a big group of people, you have And when to. I say big group, I'm just talking like four people. Well, see, then I would just be like, let's do something spontaneous. Hey, let's go sneak some beer into a movie. Oh, shit, the movie's sold out. All right, let's do something else. Who cares? Um, but let's go somewhere else. Even doing that is hard. You can't do that anymore. I don't, I don't know if you're a friend, you have a, friends who are adults. <laughs> I, don't, I don't live in a, dorm, in a college dorm room anymore where people are just hanging out and want to do stuff. Well, why we not be like, let's go to the stuff. bar and uh, go see the movie tomorrow? People can't do that. I know people can't if, do it. They're like, well, if I go to the bar tonight, then I got to go go to my basket weaving seminar tomorrow, and I've got a you know big presentation on Friday. I can't go out before that. It doesn't work like that anymore. God, I hate people who have lives. Seriously, the only thing <laughs> I ever jobs. got going on like in a week is well, I got a podcast Thursday night, and uh, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, that's about I it. I didn't really. I didn't want to bring that up, but that's on there too. <laughs> so were Things you have to be initially supposed to go next week? But you're like, I can't. That's podcast night with D. Got to put in my few hours with D with my podcast slippers. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> then I was like, They're like, I don't want to buy them for Tuesday. I want to go Wednesday. Are you excited about my movie? <laughs> Not really. I, I've been hearing bad reviews. Everybody's very pissed. <laughs> They're very wary of uh, reading a spoiler, right? Oh, yeah. So no one wants to talk about it. But you know what's funny? The... the the adjective I heard used to describe the uh, Dark Knight Rises is clunky and bombastic. 
Those are the two adjectives I've heard. Clunky and bombastic. Right. Does that really make for a good movie? Probably not, but it's a popcorn movie, so who cares? What do you expect? Honestly, that's what, that's, the only reason I'm really going to go see it is because portions of that movie were filmed outside my, my apartment when I lived downtown. I think we even talked about this on is the show. Is that worth 15 bucks? <laughs> Can't you yeah, just like, I'm gonna take like, a photo? Like, oh, yep, there's me outside of my apartment. You have to see it on IMAX. I'm going to be watching it on IMAX closely to see if they can see the shot of me mooning them through the window. Because my window is like on the fifth floor. So I'm wondering if they can actually see my ass cheeks pressed up against the glass. No. <laughs> they take that out in, How do you they know? take that out in post-production. Nobody wants you to see know. that. They might have missed it in post-pro. You well, I hope they got it? when I harvest moon that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Batman, look at this. Motherfucker. Maybe it's an Easter egg. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the hairy white Jew-ass man will be the villain in Batman 4. Full Moon Rising. Full Moon Batman Rising. 4. Exactly. <laughs> Wasn't that a movie about no, some you ghost know, car? Bad Moon Rising? Where, where? You remember that from our youth? I don't remember that. I remember really a, being uh, into it, which, which means it probably is shit. I think I discussed the filming of Batman that was going on outside my apartment because it was the middle of the summer and they made the uh, they covered the whole street with snow, which is just weird in Los Angeles <sighs> to make it look like it was like New York or something. Ma- magic of filmmaking, film dude. Magic of filmmaking. That's where you. That's but where that, you that's live. Thing. Magic land. I, I think they film everything here. I don't think they film anything anywhere else. Canada it's sometimes because it's cheaper. They were supposed to film it in but Detroit, but uh, the Detroit uh, governor or mayor or whatever. Wouldn't give them a tax break because so they're they're more they're movie, more content with just nothing ever happening in Michigan. That's how they like it. I don't know. I you know the the only movie I'm excited about this summer is Total Recall. <laughs> Are I think you kidding? Be, I thought you're not excited about that movie. I won't even see it. It's all you're it's all serious. It's all Why serious. Not? Like the old one is so great. It had all the like crazy characters and crazy special effects and and aliens. They have a girl with three tits. They actually, uh, I think they like, um, they pay homage to a couple different uh, characters that were in the original. Most of the most of the preview looks very uh, like straightforward and sort of like this is the serious version of Total Recall. God, I hope. Plus, not. that Irish guy is a such fuckhead. A cam- oh, Colin Farrell. Right. I can't watch. I can't watch him for an hour and a half. He's no Arnold. He's no Arnold. He's never called into the show. <laughs> One person who will not be going to see The Dark Knight in the theater, well, maybe he will. I don't want to go see it with him, is Fred Willard, Oh, one of your idols. Fred, what did you do? <laughs> Why? You're an old man. <laughs> I, I wonder how many listeners out there actually know who Fred Willard is. It's funny because Fred Willard, I would say Fred Willard's probably more important to you than Iggy Pop is to me. Oh, by far. It, but Fred Willard is one of your like what favorite comedic actors. I I would trade I would trade ten Iggy Pops for one Fred Willard. So how okay? How did you feel when you saw the headline this morning? You turned on your internet. You had your coffee in hand. Did you spit out the coffee like Jack Tripper in Three's Company? Pretty much, just all over your computer screen. Yeah. And then I said, I can't do my work. <laughs> I can't do my work today with all with that going through my head. You're like, screw this, I'm going home. Fred Willard, for me, I originally became aware of his greatness by watching a show called Fernwood Tonight. 
on Nickelodeon. It w- the show was before my time, but they were doing repeats when I was a young boy. I was about to say, it's not only dating you, it's also dorking you. <laughs> Martin Mull is, was, the actual, was the ostensible star of the show. He was... Uh, I can't remember his, even his character's name, and I can't remember uh, Fred Willard's character's What was the name premise of, uh, of Fernwood Tonight? Was it like a new show or something? It was, uh, it was way before its time. It was a fake talk show. So, you know, they have all the fake reality shows now, and, uh, you know, Larry Sanders was well, a fake talk show, Larry, but this Larry is way Sanders. before that. It was a fake talk show from, like, like the late 70s, maybe even the... It later became called America Tonight, I guess, in, like, a couple of later seasons. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember the characters' names. But, so, Martin Mull was the... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's a good it's show. Hilarious. It is a good show. And it has a lot of good cameos, like... Like, there's one with uh, Tom Waits, like a really young Tom Waits came on, and uh, there's other good cameos like that of, of weird people. Uh, but Martin Mull was, like, the head of this talk show, and it's in this small town of Fernwood, which is kind of why it's funny. And then... Who did uh, who did Fred play? Fred was his bumbling sidekick, uh, like the Ed McMahon to his Johnny Ed Carson. Ed McMahon character. Andy Richter. The Andy R- Richter. But, but, like, so... You know, Martin Mull was he had come down from the big city because he was a failure to like to host this talk show host in this small town. And then Fred was actually from the small town, so he didn't get any of Martin's sarcasm. <laughs> I wonder what Martin Mull thinks of the incident then. <laughs> well, Martin Mull is gay. I don't know if you knew that. Huh, so maybe he's no stranger. He's no stranger to public to, indecency uh, incident of this nature. Or, uh, you know, gay people just they're more accepting of people's sexual proclivities and uh i i'm not 100 percent positive that he's gay i think he is though remember he played the gay character I, I, in i've never heard martin i've never heard martin mull being gay but i do remember that episode because it was kind of a it's slightly controversial which episode the show the one where martin mull played the gay guy he was a recurring character he was Re- Roseanne's boss for like a couple seasons yeah but don't, don't you remember there was a controversy about like oh there's an openly gay character in Roseanne no and people that were fans of the show were upset by I it. I think he might really be gay and and it's to, it's kind of a guess on my part or I thought I think I heard it somewhere hearsay, but uh I believe that he probably does not give a shit that Fred Willard he probably thinks it's funny. Let me put it that way. Well, so Fred Willard, I mean, most people probably don't know what Fernwood Tonight is. <laughs> probably most people don't even know who Fred, Fred Willard is who listens to the show. But Fred Willard played one of the judges in Best in Show. Fred Willard was in, uh, he was in uh, Waiting for Guffman. He was in all the, the Christopher Guest He's in movies. all the Christopher Guest improv movies because he's a big improv He was guy. also on Everybody Loves Raymond several times. But yeah, he's, he's a famous improv comedian. So last night in Hollywood... Authorities caught um, Fred Willard with his pants down masturbating in an adult movie theater. <sighs> yeah, vice officers went into the Tiki Theater in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, they found the 78-year-old Anchorman star. 78 years old. Was he an Anchorman? With his penis exposed and his pants down. Was he an Anchorman? Penis in his hand, Wackerly. Yeah, he was an Anchorman. Oh, too. People know him from that more than any of these other shitty movies. Shows and it was at eight forty-five at night. He was arrested for lewd conduct. I always beat off around that time. It was a quick release. Uh, he was out of police <laughs> custody a short while later. I stole that from TMZ. Oh. Uh, so he was watching. There were three flicks in rotation at the theater. Follow me to a triple uh, X parody of the Client List, which I don't even know what that is, and uh, Stepdad Number Two. Now, 
which I imagine must be a juicy series. Now let me tell me how this works. Do you sit there and watch all three movies? I mean, you probably pay just a one admission fee and just sit there until you uh, jack off. You well, know, but you I, would, I would jack off leave. in the first 15 minutes. And then would you just get up and yes. leave? Yes. Well, this is what I'm asking. The, is that, that's what I do. I think you go there to hear the sound of fapping. <laughs> <laughs> the symphony of faps going on. Everybody, everybody points out that, oh, he's, he's too old. He doesn't realize that porno is on the internet. But of course he knows porno is on the internet. He's, he's not an idiot. I mean, he's a smart comedian. I think, he, I think you're right. I think he goes... I think these people go to the jack-off theater. Because it's part of the fetish. Because it's part of their they, thing. They, they want to they masturbate in the company of other men. Who are masturbating. The, the interesting thing... Yeah, but, but the interesting thing to me about this whole situation is, why is this wrong? He was in. He wasn't in. You know, the IMAX theater masturbating to Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Although I wish he was. But uh, he wasn't. <laughs> if he was doing that, then yeah, people would be like, "Whoa, Fred Willard, Jesus, come on, man!" There's kids in here, but man. But said he was. But there's no kids in the Tiki a, theater. No, he was at a sanctioned masturbation place. Well, in, in fact, know, it's I mean, not that, sanctioned. That's the problem. It should be, though. It should be. It should be. I mean, it's a, it's a theater. Well, what else goes on in there? What are these people doing? Going there, eating some popcorn, watching a movie, coming <laughs> oh, out and discussing it? I would not recommend <laughs> eating the popcorn there. Especially if you find I mean, some on the floor. Hey, look. It's still perfectly well, uh, good. Oh, they put extra butter well, on it. That blows my mind. <laughs> Just how I like Don't it. Don't ask for extra butter at the Tiki Theater. I wonder if they do serve condiments. Do you think so? Condiments or just snacks? Just snacks in general. I, I, they, would they gear, like, I bet you anything they do serve snacks. What's a movie theater without I snacks? Bet, I bet you they have like little packets of like Lubriderm <laughs> and uh, Jergens. That's taking you a little far. I bet you they don't have that. Remember, they're not, they're not supposed to be masturbating going on there, according to the law. Well, so, okay, this is what the, the theater says. You know, I've actually been by this. I haven't been in the theater. I've driven by the theater. How many times did you drive by it, it before you decided not to go in? Four, but don't tell anybody. Only four okay. times. Only the listeners know. No. <laughs> I didn't have my trench coat on, so I couldn't go in. Gotta there. have a trench coat. Remember back in the day, that's how you do it. You slip on a trench coat, you go in there incognito. Fedora. Now it's like, yeah, fedora, maybe. Dark um, glasses. One of those Groucho marks, like glass nose, mustache combination. But anyway, that the, I remember driving by this place and thinking, wow, there's an adult theater. That's strange. I didn't even think anything like this even exists anymore. But then, then when you do see those places, I automatically assume that they're gay. Like, I just didn't think there would be a straight adult theater in existence anymore. Well, like, when's the last time you, you can saw tell by one? the titles. What's on the marquee? Well, yeah, that, that's why. Like, I saw it and I was like, oh, th this is a straight theater. It's strange to me. Like, who goes in there? I think it's a Apparently it's a gray area in between straight and gay. Well, that's what I'm. That, I guess that's what I'm leading up to here. Is is it gay for Fred Willard to pull his pants down and masturbate in adult theater in the vicinity of other men also masturbating? Is that gay? It's a little gay. It's that it's well, that okay, dipping your toe it, in the water, gay. Or I used to be gay and I'm not gay anymore, but I you know I just want to go take a little taste. For old time's sake, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna go hook up with a dude, but people? I am gonna go jack off with a bunch of other guys. 
But I mean, you're watching a straight movie, heterosexual sex on the big screen. You're not touching these other people, but I guess you're hearing the sound of fapping, probably smelling ball milk. And is that what makes it gay? Ball milk doesn't really smell. Balls smell awful. My ball milk smells worse than your balls. Now, actually, I think they both smell pretty, pretty horrid. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. It's been a while since I went down there and smelled them. You can smell them. But, um, but ball milk reeks, <laughs> When you though. scratch your nuts, milk... like, and then your hand, you forget, and you, like, scratch your nose right after, and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Gotta wash my hands. But, dude, it's so hot down here, my ball, balls always smell. It just smells like body odor. <laughs> it's a special dead area hooker. of the body. But, um, but, but that, that's what I'm saying. Is it that gay? I mean, he's... He's not jacking off to gay porn. There's not a guy jacking him off. He's just doing it himself. Just pulls it out. A little tug on the old willy. Goes about his business. I'm thinking he's an old school dude. He's 78 years old. This is what, the, this is what men used to do. We used to go to porno theaters. Spank it. Haven't you seen Taxi Driver? Uh, it's been a while. Does that happen in that movie? It's one of my favorite scenes in a Hollywood movie is when uh, Robert De Niro takes Sybil Shepherd out on their first date. Straight to the porno theater. Huh. Does it work out I'd for him? I'd love to do that. She's like 13, right? No. No, no. That was, uh, um, what's her name? That, that was the prostitute, uh, Jodie Foster. Oh, right. Sybil you know, Shepard's like his age, but she was you know, just completely shocked and stunned that he would uh, stoop to those kind of levels. But that's what he liked. That's what he liked, the kind of movies he liked to see. Foreign but now films. that I know that there's a, But now that I know that there's a porn theater here, I could go and take a girl out on a date and say, hey, you want to go see a movie? Let's go check out a movie. And the next thing you know, we're sitting there watching Step Dead Part 4. Okay, I dare you. <laughs> Do it. I should, actually. Viral video. I, I would be... Have you ever been in a porn theater? No. I've never been... I mean, I've been to places that had porno booths. I've been to places that have in. had porno booths, but I've never been in the booth. I've I've actually never jacked off in one of those booths either. I've <laughs> Have you been the in booths. the booth? I've walked by and and seen the booths. I've never actually closed the door and been in okay, the booth. Okay, wait. You're 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 mincing words here. Now you now you're specifying close the door. Have you ever been inside the booth? I've never been in the booth. I just walked by and saw the You've the booths because I wanted to see what they look I've like. I've looked inside the booth. I've never I've never but crossed I've never the been threshold. to a porn yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong there with it. There is certainly I mean, something wrong with it. The whole inside of that booth is covered in cum. <laughs> what do you mean there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it? hose that thing down. No, if, if that's what you gets your goat, that's what you got to do, go do it. I don't care. Fred Willard, you want to go jack <laughs> off in a porn theater? Go do it. Look, I'm not passing judgment on people who go into the booth and beat off. I'm passing judgment on the booth itself. It's nasty. I've been inside the Lusty Lady, the strip club with the, uh, you know, where you get in a booth, you got to pay like a dollar, you get in the booth, and then you watch the girls strip live in front of you. Also covered in cum. Also disgusting. And yes, I can, uh, I can testify that that was definitely, there was, there was cum on the glass. I didn't want to touch anything. I can't remember if I, I think I might have been in there really drunk. It's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. virtually equivalent though. It's the same kind of thing. But a porn theater is a whole different level of grossness because it's communal. You're sitting in a – first of all, I don't think they, they, they bring out carpet cleaner or upholstery cleaner and clean those chairs. I think people always are worried about being they in a movie theater. They have to once in a while. They, they wouldn't fall down do. after a while. I bet you you're, you're, you would get up and you'd hear like a – it's like Velcro being ripped apart. 
that seat coming from your jeans. It's disgusting. I would wear, Could you imagine I would the wear floor? a jumpsuit and just leave it there. <laughs> but, okay, but I guess getting back to my point, why is it wrong that Fred Willard was in the theater jacking off? Is that a big deal? I don't think so. And I, I, I mean, why are the cops going in there and busting people? Why, why well, is it illegal? Why, if you don't like it, shut the place down. Don't let it exist as some sort of like gray area of uh, you know, being condoned. Well, the LAPD vice officers were not conducting a raid, but it was rather a random walkthrough of the premises. I guess when theaters like this get their license, and there is only one straight uh, adult theater in uh, Los Angeles, uh, when they get their license, they have to allow cops in there whenever they want to quote-unquote inspect. <laughs> it's got to be the worst job ever, though. The least, they could, do, the least they could do is a projectionist could like flick the lights on and off when they see the cops coming in so everybody can put their tackle back in their pants. You'd think that they, yeah, like, uh, like a speakeasy. You'd think you'd have signs or warning signs or something. Right. Like someone would scream out, Red Squirrel! Or something, you know, and then everybody would know, oh, shit, put your, pa- you know, and, and put, your, put your pants back on. Just kind of sit there like we're all just watching this movie. <laughs> I wouldn't have my pants completely the plot. I'm going to point that out. That's what I wonder. I mean, it says here that Fred had his pants pulled down. So the theater has a sign posted in front which warns customers that the, that the theater is viewed by LAPD. It says there's no alcohol, no weapons, no smoking inside, and no pets. But there are no warnings about masturbating. Nothing about public wanking. Don't masturbate your pet in here. Keep him outside. <laughs> I, I think, I, you, I mean, you, you keep saying that there's no, it's just, ja- you know, it's not gay. It's just jacking off. I, I bet you there is a lot of, you know, cons- consensual hand jobbing. <laughs> what do you call it? I'm sure. I, I, I hand job you, you hand Mutual job masturbation. Me. Mutual, Mutual masturbation. Mutual masturbation. I'm sure that goes on in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. I'm sure like, uh, you know, a dude would sit down next to another guy and be like, you know, when you're in a theater, you can't see anybody else. You know, it's dark. I bet you, you know how, like, even regular theaters have the hand job rows in the back? Yeah. So I bet you, you know, you're in there. Next thing you know, it's all dudes. Guarantee there's a lot of gay action going on in there. Yeah. That's why it wouldn't surprise me if it came out that Fred Willard was getting a hand job by a dude. It wouldn't surprise me either or make me think any less of him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like everybody's comparing this to Pee Wee Herman. Now, Pee Wee Herman was busted. When was that? Is that the nineties? When? 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 I don't was know. That? that was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Read ten years within the past the ten years, maybe fifteen. No, it was in the nineties. Because what happened with that though is that uh, Pee Wee was like thirty nine years old. And remember when he did get busted because everybody was shocked. I mean, it ruined his career. People, people used to be shocked career. at things. But but the reason people were shocked is because we knew Pee Wee as a character, a children's character that we loved, that would you know be wearing his gray suit with his uh, buzz cut hair. When he was caught jacking off in the adult theater, he was unshaven, he had a goatee, long scraggly hair, and he just had this serious expression on his face. Everybody was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why isn't he in character? Yeah. I think everybody just assumed he just walked around in that peewee outfit all the time. Well, because every award show or talk show he ever did, he he did he did always stay in character. But we were kind of yeah, we were kind of moronic either. as a as a people and personally. Well, well, that, that's the thing though. It's like you can't compare these two. Fred Willard, first of all, is is much older. And he's also, I mean, 
he's a, he was never like a children's actor. I mean, it's like Captain Kangaroo getting busted jacking off. People are going to freak out because you have this image to uphold. I don't think, I don't think Fred Willard has the, those standards. Um, you know, I, I think they're actually extent, very similar. Really. And I think the thing with Fred Willard's going to blow over in the matter of a couple days because Pee Wee Herman broke the ground. Yeah, but Pee Wee Herman's career was completely derailed. Yeah, he yeah, lost. But I mean, Fred at, Willard. At what happens is it was completely derailed because people were shocked. Now, after years and years and years, he's come back. People don't care anymore. And they kind of think back and think, wow, I mean, we are all super. It's kind of embarrassing, but why were we all so. We, I think we overreacted. You know, that's what people collectively think. And now that Fred does it, we think, oh, that's embarrassing, but it's not like. You know, it's not like he's, I think it would be it's worse. Not like he's Pol Pot. Yeah, but I think it'd be worse if he was in the same position as Pee Wee, hosting like so. Uh, so think up, so do the thought of experiment. Think think up somebody comparable. The Blues Clues the guy, Fred Willard, the no, guy like, from uh, Yo Gabba Raymond. Gabba. I could kind of see him, Jack. Yeah, like uh, yeah, but okay, like the, the guy from Yo Gabba Gabba. If uh, he was caught masturbating in the street. You know, bath salts. Well, or wait, wait, People, wait! Now you're changing it. If you're gonna do the experiment, okay, if he was it's caught be the jacking same. off in a, if he's got caught jacking off in an adult theater, he was associated with children. It's way worse than Fred Willard. If Fred Willard was on a show like Yo Gabba Gabba, yeah, they, I think it would be it'd be much worse. The consequences of this. But what's going to happen here? He did get canned from PBS, that new show that he was on. Did you hear about that? Well, <laughs> I heard about it too late. <laughs> I would have watched called Market it. Market Warriors. What was it about? I didn't even it, see. Uh, actually, I don't even think it's come on yet. Or maybe it just started. It's, it's a PBS show, soon to be aired, Market Warriors. It's a spinoff of Antiques Roadshow with professional shoppers. No, that sounds like shit. Yeah, but I bet you he would have made it funny. Maybe. But yeah, um, so uh, I, PBS I, has I, to I go out. I guess I agree with you that you know he's in a different position, but you also have to agree with me that Fred Willard owes Pee Wee a debt of gratitude for exactly. taking some of I the mean, edge we're in a, we're Totally. I mean, it's. It, I think right now, I bet you if Pee Wee got busted, well, he probably would have still lost his children's show, but I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. I think now people would be like, yeah, you're just jacking off in adult theater. Yeah, we already know you but do what, that. <laughs> you did it before. Okay, but, w- but what would happen if Fred Willard was jacking off at elementary school? That's different. <laughs> so what, what? How would you feel about that? How would I feel about it? Would you still be like, "Oh my God, Fred Willard's a comedic genius and one of my favorite well, actors"? You know, how do people feel about Roman Polanski? <laughs> That's how I'd feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, people are, they, but the jury's kind of hung on that one. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, you, you have a. But you have like Hollywood's elite that's that's backing him, and then you have like everybody else that's like, "Oh my God, that guy's a pedophile." He is a pedophile, by the way. He, he ran a, he ran from the country. <laughs> well, I think uh, most people, judging by the reaction that I've seen on the internet, most people are fully behind Fred Willard. I think that the, the true um, victims here are the rookie cops that are forced to have that beat. Could you imagine? They have rookie cops in L.A.? <laughs> oh, rookie. The rookie cops that are forced to, uh, to have that beat. Like I bet you, you're like you're you're brand new on the police force. Just started with the LAPD, and they're like, "All right, so uh, you're gonna go work on that homicide over there. You're gonna go get that drug ring, and you guys are going to 
raid the adult bookstore and catch people jacking off. They call that the beat beat. <laughs> the beat and beat. I bet you in two weeks, in a week, no one's even going to care about this. And Fred Willard probably will incorporate this into his act and when he does improv up the street at the UCB Theater. <laughs> he better. That would be funny. Well, people, this is episode three, three, uh, 339. 339 episodes here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, quick recap of last week's show, episode 338. We did two stories. Uh, the first one was about a man who worked at Wendy's, Wendy's employee, who was passing out child porn with their Frosties. And the second story was about a Danny Trejo lookalike who uh, beat up a drunk with a machete. With a bar stool. It's a great story. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. The drunk, the drunk had, had a machete. machete, but he beat the drunk with a bar stool. Well, the story that won was the, uh, the pedophile Wendy's Frosty incident. Which I'm I'm sure Wendy's is never going to be able to live that down. I don't know. Wendy's already just kind of sounds like it has like a pedophilic just attachment to it. Just the name itself. I'm going to go to Wendy's. Just, I don't know. It sounds like it sounds kind of pedophilic. (laughs) Wendy's house of underage children. (laughs) So congratulations there, listener one. You won episode 338. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Whacking the 9% the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes. And winner gets a Sick and Wrong Care Package. You can send your stories, Sick and Wrong Podcast, to Hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or uh, through the Twitters or even the uh, Sick and Wrong Forum. Well, we got a few good stories here for uh, this week's show. Uh, before we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, Audible.com? Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So the first story uh, here for episode 339 comes in from Jason. Jason writes, uh, is this why D's lady broke up with him? Well, you know, Jason, I'll answer your question at the end of the story, but uh, I'm going to say no. But it would have been funny if it was. And I broke up with her for the record, okay? <laughs> Do I have to defend myself anymore on this issue? Yes. God damn it, you people. Pry into my fucking life. There's no statute of limitations on fucking with you about your relationship. <laughs> yeah, you would know that. <laughs> people still make jokes about the, about it. God. Swear to God, Wackerly, we live in this internet fishbowl. It's terrible. Um, probably one of the best headlines I've read in a story in a long time. Man killed his girlfriend's Pomeranian and then beat her over the head with a dead animal. Now that is a resourceful, um, violent man. Of all the dogs I would like to be beat over the head with, Pomeranian would be near the top of my preference because they're very fluffy. That's the thing. I was thinking about that. It's like, uh, you know, you, would you rather just use a bulldog or something? Because those things are just all fat and bone. That's, that's too heavy, Pomeranian... You can't really get it sort of whipping through the air really quickly. But Pomeranian, though, has like six inches of fluff. Right. I wouldn't want to be hit with like a whippet because it's all just bone. 
What about a chihuahua? Same thing. Like a bunch of chihuahuas, like a morning star of chihuahuas. Yeah. It would hurt because the chihuahuas are generally sort of, except for the really obese ones, are, are quite bony. There's nothing worse, nothing more tragic than an obese chihuahua. I'd like to get beaten with a Sharpay. <laughs> That'd be the top <laughs> of my list. It'd be so soft. It'd be like a massage. With all that extra skin, it'd be hard to have a good grip on it, though. You just grip a fold. Yeah, I guess you just add to the grip and just kind of whip it around. (laughs) So a 27-year-old man here from Georgia has been arrested for brutally killing his girlfriend's Pomeranian dog and then using the dead animal's body as a club to beat her with. You know, I do hate Pomeranians, though. I do not have a strong opinion about them because none of my friends have one. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how many people do you know? How many guys do you know that have a Pomeranian? I see them all the time. I just don't know them personally. You know what it is, though? They're wonking their girlfriend's Pomeranian. Or wives or children's. Or wives. I think women want to get Pomeranians or Chihuahuas or those small Maltese poodles or Maltipoos or whatever the fuck they are, those tiny dogs. I think they want to do it to exert their power over their mates. True. Because we, we have to go out. Because, you know, they're, they're going to get it. They're going to be like, come on, honey, please go walk the dog. Then we got to go and humiliate ourselves walking up the sidewalk with this Pomeranian that we obviously would never buy if it was up to us. Sometimes at that point, it's a blessing in disguise, though. It's like, God, anything to get out of the goddamn house, smoke a cig- sneak a cigarette, throw some gum in your mouth. And you just drag the little creature by its neck. Yeah. Then there's also then there's always the dog that was purchased for the children who have lost interest in it. That's the worst. That's the worst. And those dogs are the ones that, you know, just completely just just are left alone to like wither in their own filth. They get sick because they're just like not, you know, they get no attention. Yeah, or or the worst is when you have uh families that have like they don't keep the dog inside. So they have like a little pen, like a 4 by 4 pen outside and the family's forgotten about that dog out of sight out of mind it's like the elderly elderly relative same thing just let them wither and die. i'm kind of becoming a fan of the outside dog actually why you don't want them in your house yeah, to share I'm kind your of love? becoming that guy who i just don't <laughs> want animal just, uh, animals are starting to become obnoxious to me and uh when i was growing I, up the first dog i ever had was an outside dog constantly outside and I think it's kind of a throwback to, you know, American toughness. You know, the dog doesn't care if it's never been inside. It has a doghouse. You know, Wackerly, I think uh, you're just kind of thinking we're the dominant species, so you should be relegated to living outside. Yeah. Snoopy was, <laughs> Snoopy was never inside, if you pay attention to the comic strip. And who's more famous of a dog than Snoopy? Tell me that. So are you thinking dogs should have a dog house in a backyard? Yeah. Fence. So, so you are old school about that. I, I don't have a dog, but I'm just saying I don't think I would have a dog at this point if it meant that the dog had to be inside. Because they just, they just fuck your place up. They do. You can't have anything nice. No. You really can't because they're going to shit all over the floor. They're going to chew on your records. They're going to tear up the couch. Even, even if they don't do. tear up the couch or shit on your floor or chew up your shit, it's just, there's just hair and filth everywhere. Even non-shit filth, just dirt. Because they come in and they have their dirty fucking feet. Goddamn dogs. 
I don't know. I just don't. Dogs require so much attention. Cats are are much easier. I don't. Cats, like cats are filthy that much. too. They track that but litter everywhere. Their their food is constantly like spilled out of their bowl all over the fucking floor. Hair all over the place. And in my opinion, Americans are too lazy to take care of themselves, let alone a fucking dependent animal. I agree. You know. So I I, I think really we should turn away from getting pets. I'm thinking I just want uh, maybe a robot. <laughs> Fish. Just go get a fish. a fish. A robot. <laughs> because I want the thing to clean up after me. Now that's something that I could get behind. A slave robot. Yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. What about like some kind of mutated clone? Like it just didn't, you know, it's still somewhat intelligent. <laughs> sure. It's like a miniature version of me, but a midget and it doesn't have a mouth. But deformed. Yeah. Or a butthole. And it'll just do what you tell them to do. Sure. <laughs> I can I can put them in the closet, the soundproof closet, whenever I want. Okay, well, okay. If you did have one of those, yes. would you jack off in front of it? I wouldn't not jack off in front of it. <laughs> but you wouldn't put it in the other room. I like. I'm saying it. It had eyes, but it didn't have a mouth. It's just skin over its mouth because it's you know the people haven't like mastered genetic cross or or they or have. <laughs> <laughs> they can get their own preferences, like no mouth. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. So, or, uh, like, I was thinking you didn't want to spend the money for a perfect genetic replica of you, so instead you got the bargain basement failure want mutant genetic clone that's missing an arm or has a hook and it doesn't have a mouth and it walks a limp. All these things are preferable. (laughs) Because what, just think it through with me. Let's say you, you spend top dollar for the clone that's exactly like you. Yeah. And you bring it home. On Friday. And then Monday morning, something walks out of your apartment that looks like you. Is it you or is it him? Maybe he got one over on you. No, you but want you him to be distinguished, so that... distinguishable and a little bit at a disadvantage. All right. So I would get one with a smaller penis. <laughs> That's going to be tough. <laughs> You're you're basically saying you want a deformed son. I don't want him to be deformed. What if he's just uh, half my size, but in all other ways, completely proportional? You want a mini-me? Yeah. All right. Would you masturbate in front of the mini-me? Yeah. (laughs) That's so gross. That's that's gayer than Fred Willard masturbating with other men. He would be doing... Look, the masturbating is one thing. He would be doing extremely morally questionable things like you could teach a philosophy class based on his experiences yeah you know like like uh you know is my clone held to the same legal responsibilities as me or can he go shoplifting so do you think if you had a mini me or if everybody had mini me's we could almost be doing this story about a guy stomping his his girlfriend's mini me to death and beating her over the head with it we could Maybe we should get back to the story as it actually happened instead of the fantasy <laughs> version. I kind of like where we're going with that, but all right. We are on a time frame here. <laughs> After uh, repeatedly kicking Cooper the dog and breaking the tragic pooch's neck, hate that word, Emmanuel Alfredo Tadeo turned the corpse into a weapon and he battered his 40-year-old girlfriend, Andrea Armintrout. Armintrout. That's tragic. <laughs> I mean, I meant her surname, not her getting beaten with the dog. I kind of like it. It's very visual. 
Armin Trout. <laughs> uh, the defendant in this case had taken the dog outside and was kicking the dog, a Pomeranian named Cooper. And the victim picked the dog back up and took it back inside the house. The man followed her in the house and literally grabbed the dog out of her hands and then kicked the dog to death. I wonder how many kicks it would really take for a Pomeranian? Two? I mean, there's kicks and there's kicks, and then there's shoes and there's shoes. And there's dogs and there's dogs, to be honest with you. Okay, for a Pomeranian, you're wearing your podcast slippers. Mm. Six kicks. <laughs> Six solid kicks to the face. We're talking about uh, completely motionless, brain-dead, you know, circulatory system is about to shut down. Renal failure. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if the dog actually did die. I don't think the dog did because he picked up the dog, the dog's body. I don't think it was lifeless at this point and proceeded to hit Armin Trout with the corpse before she managed to call police. And then when they arrived, they arrested, arrested Tadeo. Do you think he chased her around swinging the dog like Conan with his broadsword? It sounds like it. And she's just got her cell phone out screaming and the fuck. God, as a 911 operator, I don't know how I'd react to that. I guess probably the same as you wrecked everything else. You gotta dispatch the, the patrol car. Yeah, but I mean, what do you say to the lady? Like, calm down, don't worry, it's just a Pomeranian. It's got a lot of you cushion need, in You need there. to get away from him. You need to get out of the house <laughs> and away from this man with the dog. Leave the dog. The dog is gone. The police labeled the attack savage, and they condemned the killing um, of Cooper, poor little Cooper, who weighed seven pounds. Uh, but, so apparently the dog wasn't dead yet, because he beat her with the dog... Ran around the room, ran around the house, beating her with the dog, and then he stopped and snapped the dog's neck in front of her. So I think, um, like a piece of celery. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think he he had the dog. He turned it into a weapon, and then uh, when he was through, he just snapped its neck. Do we know what they were fighting about? They don't say that. <laughs> They just, uh, yeah, they don't even go into any detail about that. But what's interesting about the story, so, so Tadeo was booked on aggravated assault, aggravated battery charges, and cruelty to animal charges. But upon arri- arriving to the scene, the police also arrested Armin Trout. For having an, ar- for having arrested- an arm in a trout? <laughs> <laughs> they should have for doing that. But that's probably her grandfather who did that. Um... And his name used to be Dick and Trout. But they, t- <laughs> but they're like, you know what? We're gonna have to change that. You know, I know that's a, well, that's your name. They're probably Native American. They change it to Armin Trout. I'm not doing the um, voice. <laughs> I know you're tempted. Tempted. Keeping it in reserve. I don't want to. I don't want to waste it. Armin Trout was arrested and charged by police with obstructing justice. I guess she was obstructing justice as police attempted to inv- investigate the gruesome killing of Cooper. Uh, police ended, uh, ended this by saying it's just a very, very cruel act. This just shows how savage this person is towards every living thing. He doesn't discriminate when it comes to biological organisms. You should see him at SeaWorld, <laughs> just punching orcas in the face. Tapping on the glass. He's big of that. Yeah, what a dick. Seriously. I don't know what else to say about him. He sounds like a cock. So what do you have here for the second story for episode uh, 339? I have a story from the great country of India. It's so great. (laughs) 
think India is supplanting China as being a hotbed of sick and wrongness? Yeah, well, they have more. Or has it always China, been right in a smaller area? No, I think China is a larger population. Not, not. But I guess per a smaller country, though. Yeah, India is a smaller country, and it has more people per square mile. Then how do you explain Florida? I don't get the connection. But think of okay, think of how much sick and wrong action occurs in Florida yeah. every hour of of every right. day. Right. If Florida was the size of China and had the population of China, it would be the most sick and wrong place in the entire universe. True. <laughs> but a part of the reason part of the reason Florida is fucked is the weather. It's so fucking humid and just greasy and there and there's crazy alligators trying to get you everywhere you turn and there's all the drugs coming in from cuba and mexico if it was a really large geographic area it would not have all those characteristics yeah i guess it's because there's a whole lot of crazy confined condensed condensed crazy in that state. and let's face it it's shaped like a floppy dong it is shaped like a dog. I think that that makes that that makes sense. I think that's the explanation. You live in a state shaped like a dog, a floppy dog at that, <laughs> a flaccid penis. What are you gonna do? No one just go crazy. Nuts. Exactly. India, <laughs> India is also very hot and I guess probably humid. I have no idea. I don't know what the drug situation is like in India. I think they just smoke cow dung. I also don't know what the animal situation is like. I'm assuming there's lots of venomous snakes and tigers, right? Bengal tigers. Isn't that isn't Bengali? I think it's cobras, huh? cobras, elephants, mongooses, and uh, cows. But then again, with all those people living there, you would think they would have just eaten all the animals at this point. Except for the cows. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd never know. I've, I've eaten Indian food, and it's... <laughs> Very nondescript. You can't really tell. There's just chunks of stuff and a brown substance. Oh, now are we <laughs> are we allowed to are we allowed to proclaim knowledge of the country because we've eaten Indian food? <laughs> well, I'm just saying my my knowledge of India is limited, so it's based on my trips to the Indian restaurant up yeah, the street. Yeah, basically, uh, the country has yogurt based sauces and non bread, <laughs> and at the end they bring you this bowl of mints that you spoon into your mouth. That's what India, the country, is like. That's pretty much in my opinion, and uh, and you wash it down with a Slurpee, which is the uh, beverage of choice in India, or uh, a Kirin, which is actually Japanese, but they always have it at the Indian restaurant for some reason. So I always thought it was Indian until somebody pointed it out to me that it wasn't. Anyways, which isn't a word, as everybody points out. Uh, this, but I think everybody, I think everybody can draw a conclusion that we really don't know shit about India. We do have quite a few articles, though, as far as other countries go. But every article we demonstrate our ignorance of their country and the customs. Every article I get a little bit more knowledgeable. Point oh 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 one percent more knowledgeable. For example, uh, I didn't know in India there were auto mechanics, <laughs> and that they're dicks. I had, I had no idea. I thought they rode elephants around. I've seen Temple of Doom. I I've actually have a little bit more knowledge. I've seen cars in videos of India, but the cars are so shitty. I could, you could easily believe that they've never been to once to a mechanic. That was my theory. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's news to me. But, I mean, it makes sense. If they have cars, there must be mechanics. Somebody in there knows how to fix them. Well, this woman... I yeah. thought it was just call centers. <laughs> they, well, they got to get to the call center somehow. Elephant. 
just one person per elephant or do like a lot of people climb on its back? No, it's like a bus. They have like a little, you know, bench seating area. A bunch of people sit on it and they just have elephants going. That's in my mind. That's why I thought they traveled in India. Does it kneel down or do you climb up the tail or the trunk? I think it kneels and then you just kind of go up like a, a ladder that they that's on wheels. They should teach the elephant just to grab the passengers with the trunk and place them upon its head. That'd be much more comical. And efficient. Yeah, I mean, then they wouldn't need the ladder. No. And what's, the nose is there for some reason, right? Although I, I can see how they would have cars. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, they must, because this guy's an auto mechanic. And his wife went to the hospital. Sorry, she was brought to the hospital. Uh, not by him, by maybe family, maybe neighbors, doesn't say. Because she attempted to commit suicide with rat poison. So there's another thing we learned. Uh, in addition to all those other animals, they have rats. Ooh, it's got to be a tough way to go. It's like drinking bleach. Yeah, she didn't go. Uh, nurses examined her. I assume they pumped her stomach to get rid of the rat poison. Uh, and they made a horrific discovery beyond the fact that she tried to kill herself with rat poison. And this discovery was medieval in its barbarity. <laughs> India, I mean, is, is India... What was India like in medieval times? I don't think it's that much different, <laughs> except for cars. Sorry, are you ready to hear what happened? They, I'm, I'm they're in the emergency shuddering room. Shuddering in anticipation. They got the gown on her. They open up the gown. They look down at her hoo-ha, her Indian hoo-ha, and uh, they find that her either side of her genitals, I'm assuming they're talking about her outer labia, were punctured with holes with a needle. And they asked her what the hell happened. And she said that her husband had did it, done it, so they, she, he could seal her private parts with a padlock when he went to work. Why? Well, of course, to stop her from having sex with anybody else. Wow. Wow. They're calling it a crudely God. fashioned Indian chastity belt. Talk about insecurity. <laughs> they couldn't get the the vagina open until they tra were able to track down the husband and retrieve the key, which he kept in his socks. All right, hold, hold on a second, Wackley. Back up a little yeah. bit here. I'm trying to visualize what this chastity belt must have looked like. So he punctured holes in either side of her labia. Then he put a padlock so is it. So is it like boots that you'd lace up and then just kind of pull it shut and then there's a padlock? I believe that the padlock just went through the labia. I know when we were looking at this story earlier, <laughs> and I'm just breaking the fourth wall, letting people know that it's not spontaneous, you said that there was wire through the vagina, but that's not in the article. I, I think maybe I was imagining that there must be wire. There's, there's no how wire. Does he, how does he... But why would he poke holes? To, I mean, wouldn't he lace it up with something? <laughs> maybe that's what you would do. Or he have multiple padlocks? <laughs> well, who is that, okay, who is that band it again. that the lead singer used to have her vagina sewn up? Which I always thought had to be a gimmick, and I guess it was. But then somebody showed me a picture, and there, there you no, have she, it. No, she did. Uh, Karen Black. The band was the voluptuous horror of Karen Black. She was... So, I wonder what ever happened to her. But do you do you ever see them live? No, somebody tried to get me to go, and I I wasn't available available, or I just couldn't muster up enough interest. I saw them in uh, New York, and it was basically just 
an act of her screaming, just rambling nonsense into a microphone and just smashing eggs into a naked girl's vagina who was doing a handstand with her legs spread apart. So you're saying I should have went? Yeah. I mean, why God not? I didn't it. say the music was all that great, but... Uh, <laughs> Too late now. I can say that I've seen that before. Well, you know, P-Town's bachelor party's coming up. Yeah, you know, I think that'd be great. I think P-Town would uh, give him a memorable bachelor party experience. Things can be arranged. A woman doing a handstand with eggs being shoved into her snatch. Um, but this article doesn't say anything about wire. I, I don't understand either why he used, why they say... Well, it sounds like he laced up her vagina. It doesn't say that, though. I mean, how else would he... Okay, then how else would he keep it shut? With just one padlock? You'd stick your dick, you'd stick a finger in there. You could easily slip around one padlock. I would, but maybe in India there's a taboo against such things. Okay, if I were to create a makeshift chastity belt for my girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yes. Daughter. I would poke holes on either side of the vagina. Maybe like three, depending on how huge her labia are. Um... Like three holes on either side, and then like a boot. Just kind of put shoestring or wire in it and just you kind lace of like it lace it back and forth. Yeah, like cross-stitch it. And then just kind of pull it really tight and then tie it all up with a padlock. Right. Um, but think about it this way. It's, this is analogous to hiding your drugs. <laughs> when you hide your drugs, you want them to be hidden from casual prying eyes or people trying to find your drugs and smoke them or take them, or whatnot, inject them. But when you want the drugs, you might already be on some other drugs and want more drugs. You don't want them to be so hard to find that you can't find them, or in such a, an ingenious locking device that it's a pain in the ass to get your drugs. And every time you want to fuck your wife, you don't want to have to like unlace this whole fucking medieval contraption that you've built around, you know, in, in order to wall in her uterus. Why didn't he just make a zipper? <laughs> Wouldn't that be way easier? Zipper, padlock, poof, done. Or, yeah, a zipper would be good with a padlock. Velcro would not yeah, work because you could just Velcro un-Velcro work, the part yeah. that you could s- slip in your penis. I guess it would be like unlacing boots is a bitch. So it would take you forever to unlace it when you do want to fuck her. Probably totally ruin the mood. It's like... Way worse than putting on a condom. So are we in agreement that zipper, a zipper with a lock, such as, such as you would find on a piece of luggage, would be the best way to go? Well, I'm just wondering, do they have zippers in India? I think they make all the zippers in India, so yeah, they have them. <laughs> okay, zipper's the way to go. But I mean, you know, we're assigning this guy rational decision-making abilities that might not be his strong suit. Yeah, I mean, if he is putting a chassis belt, mutilating his wife's genitals, I don't think he's a very rational thinking person. But back to the straight reportage segment of the show, where we don't conjecture about what we would do, <laughs> what would be the best to do. All the article says is he put a padlock down there. And then they say, they go on to say that the doctors couldn't get it out till they went to find the key. Like, don't, don't they, <laughs> don't people not have break, you know, don't people steal bicycles in India? Like, there's a million ways to get a lock off without the key. Especially if you're in a hospital yeah, with no, devices kinda... and things. I mean, and how big was this padlock? I mean, seriously, when you have like, I've seen people just use regular, well, not regular pliers, but you got like lock breaker plier things that people, you know, you know, if you, if you, I remember cutters. in high school and someone bolt cutters. That's what I'm, it's the word. Or I was an angle for. grinder. But people use bolt cutters. But I mean, like, how big is this padlock that the guy used? It could be that I big. Mean, it would stretch your vagina to the floor like, if it was that big. I'm picturing a suitcase padlock. That's what I would use. Which. 
You could break that with a pair of pliers. Or you're a really hard cock if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you're very desperate. Uh, well, okay. So the guy's crazy, clearly. And, uh, you know, what, you know, not every guy, there's a lot of jealous dudes out there, but not everyone goes and padlocks their wife's vagina shut. But it appears that, uh, Chuhan, which is the guy's name, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, he said he'd done this because several women in his family had strayed in the past. He's been charged with uh, cruelty and voluntarily causing grievous hurt. He's also been described as an alcoholic who is mentally disturbed. (laughs) I'd believe that. Uh, The lady married her husband when she was 16. Doesn't say how old he was. And they have five children. So her vagina's already wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Why not padlock it shut at that point? Yeah, but at that point, I mean, how many people do you think are really trying to get in there? Good point. <laughs> I, I wonder, did, did they have a picture? What did she look like? There's no picture. Maybe there's a picture, but I didn't get it. I mean, you just have a sign. Make her wear a t-shirt. Five kids. <laughs> Don't go near this. Yeah, five kids. I mean, seriously. It's like, what, what do you expect? Yeah. And then they would just keep men away. Except unless they tried so the butthole, wondering... but the padlock's not going to protect the butthole. Well, that's what that's what my my question was. Let's say you are, you know, having an illicit affair with this woman. You go down there and you're like, "Ah, oh, man, Chewbacca padlocked your vagina again." So, what would you do? Would you just be like, "Okay, well, I guess you could just give me a blowjob." Anal. You go. You go straight for the straight for I brown would try. time. This is the, the article. <laughs> I didn't want to go into this because it seems like you know sort of cultural background, but they say that uh, chastity belts are in wide use throughout India. You know, women's rights is not big. It's not a big item in India. It's not one of their strong suits. So a lot of men in that country turn to the chastity belt to control their wives. But, I mean, I think if you just bought a purpose-built chastity belt, it would protect the butthole and the vagina and wouldn't require mutilating your wife's genitals. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever actually seen. I guess I've seen S and M chassis belts, and aren't they kind of like usually metal, leather kind of things? Um, I've seen the ones in the torture museum, which are sort of very gruesome and they're metal. But I can imagine you could make a nice chassis belt out of uh, you know some type of a strong fabric, a not plastic, you know, maybe uh, yeah. ballistic nylon. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it, well, I guess it, you could pad. Like, I'm surprised this guy probably didn't have the money. He's just a mechanic. He's like ass. six cars in India. Yeah, but there aren't that many cars in India. I think there are all those elephants yeah. around. Maybe he's, maybe it's a side <laughs> project. Is he's a you know like in medieval? You know, they're saying this is medieval. In medieval times, you'd have like you'd be a barber slash surgeon. Maybe he's a mechanic slash elephant trainer. So is there, like, couples therapy in India? Like, I mean, what happens after this? They release her, they unlock her, they release her. And then then what happens after that? I mean, do you go do yoga together, figure differences out? I don't know. I think she just goes back to doing what she's told or getting a beating. (laughs) Maybe she can get a divorce. They have five kids. Yeah, I, I, I would like to know how that works. I mean, after that point, I'd be like, I wonder what the kids think of their father. Well, he's a drunk. I'm sure he doesn't teach, treat them any better. I hate him. <laughs> he also locked up the Nintendo. Talk about <laughs> talk about ruining our fun. 
People, you can decide which story. Uh, one episode, three thirty nine. Go vote. Sickerongpodcast.com. Oh, actually, we got a few phone calls. Sickerong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, how about a word from our beloved sponsor, adamneve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, we got a few phone calls here the Sick and Wrong hotline. Um... You know, it's interesting. There's a theme for these three phone calls I'm about to play. They're all about sex. But I would say they're almost all about sex, sexual mishaps. Interesting. You be the judge of that. All right, here, here's the first call. We got the sick wrong hotline. Is this, is this in response to uh, Broken Dick being on last week? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe, maybe, I mean, subliminally, maybe these people are all calling because of listening to Thomas. Yeah. Talk about his dick break. That was one of the most, you know, horrendous sexual mishaps in my recent memory. I can't even think of a worse sexual mishap, really. Well, if your dick is completely ripped off, that would be worse. Yeah, but I don't think that would happen. But just the breaking a dick while you're having sex. I mean, I didn't even. Well, I remember when, when I found out that 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 had occurred. I found out from Sleazy E. Sleazy E called me up. And he's like, "Dude, you'll never believe this." I'm like, "What?" He goes. Thomas broke his dick having sex. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I've never heard of that. This is ridiculous. This is outlandish. Stop spreading your lies. <laughs> your limey lies. I, well, then I called him, and <clears throat> sure enough, broke yeah, he, uh, he broke his dick. That's weird. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that influenced uh, these people to call and talk about their own sexual mishaps. So here's the, uh, the first caller. Good evening, gentlemen. I thought I would introduce you to my evening. I was, uh, you know, trying to diddle my fiance after a couple of drinks and whatnot uh, in the anus, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear snoring in my ear. So currently I'm sitting butt-ass naked in my garage, smoking a good old cigarette. Wish I had a beer in my hand, but I don't. But uh, yeah, that's my evening. So uh, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Later. <laughs> wow, I feel for that guy. I like that's a good beginning one because it's lighthearted. It's not too big of a mishap, yet it was comedic. Well, my question is, do you? I mean, I think you need to be drinking a little bit more to go from diddling straight to anal action. Um, you know, girls got to get the sense he went drunk. straight to anal. I mean. I think the fact that she's asleep probably means he wasted too much time on foreplay. Because not a lot of girls are going to sleep while you're trying to stick it in their ass. What would you do, though? Have you ever had a girl pass out while you're having sex? Do you just finish? <sighs> I don't think I've ever had that. I've had that. I've actually, I've passed out, you know, while, while a girl was on me. And my dick remained semi-hard and she kept going. I've woken up the next morning and not really remembered going to bed and sort of having hazy memories of having sex. And who's to say maybe I did pass out in the middle of it? But no, because the condoms that, never still on. Yeah, but that scares me more than anything is when you wake up and you're like, did we have sex? And then you think, then I usually look around for a condom wrapper or a condom on yeah. the bed or something. And if I don't find that, 
then I get really scared and really nervous. And then I like, then I kind of have this coy way of going about trying to convince her to get the morning after pill. Like I'll try to, I'll say stuff like, God, you know, I don't know if I wore a condom. Did we had sex last night, right? And then that instills the question in her mind. And then she gets freaked out. Then she'll go get the Yona, the the morning after pill on her own volition. <laughs> do you do you go with her to make sure? No, I, you know, see, I, I'd I be wrapping that shit in this... peanut butter, like with a dog, and like massaging the throat. Get it down! <laughs> get it down! <laughs> I should have done that, but no, it happened recently. Where I, well, but it happened recently, and I just remember waking up and being like, "Oh my god, there's no condom anywhere here." And we might have had sex, but then I don't even know. I mean, when you're that drunk, are you able to even go through it with, with you know, go through with intercourse? Half the time you can't. Complete. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. But, you know, I think that the, the, the real crime here in this guy's phone call is the fact that he didn't even have beer in his garage. Who has a garage <laughs> without a refrigerator with beer? I was going to make the same complaint, and I guess maybe that's what happens when you become fiancés, but uh, we, it could be pointed out that he's... I mean, I, I find this so hard to believe that I'm trying to make excuses, but it could be <laughs> just that he's in his back, in his garage, smoking a cigarette, and the beer is in the fridge, and he's just complaining about, at this instant, I wish I was drinking a beer, which I can understand that. I think you're being generous. Sometimes, like, you're on the shitter. <laughs> There's a really long shit, and you're like, oh, I wish I was drinking a beer right now, but I can't because they're way in the kitchen, and I'd have to wipe first. <laughs> I don't think I take shits of that duration. But maybe I'm just making excuses a, for this guy, and he beverage. really is emasculated already. You know what happens when you get married or you're in a long-term relationship with a girl and you live together? There aren't that many places you have to escape her. Like a place that you have for your own like inner sanctum, and a garage becomes that for a lot of guys. The proverbial That's man why cave. We ha- the proverbial man cave, because it's not. I mean, how often do you actually get to have a man cave? First of all, you probably can't afford a house that big. Second of all, the girl, the woman, is going to be like, "What? You get your own room? Well, then that means I get my own room to do vagina things." And usually it doesn't happen to work out that way. So you're like, "All right, I'll, I'll take the garage." Yeah, no. What you say is. Bitch, the whole house is yours. There's fucking potpourri on the end tables and like a fucking cross stitch that your grandma made on the wall. Like none of this shit would be here if I uh, like ran shit. Like just let me have It'd the be fucking a garage poster to smoke and a in. motorhead velvet painting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I you know, I think this guy what he needs to do is go get a fridge, like one of those mini fridges, have it full of beer in the garage, and then tell your wife that you're never coming back inside unless you get anal. That couch has to be the dirtiest, oldest couch that you can find also. I should point that out. (laughs) All right, so the uh, second call here, um, this is interesting to me because I think this guy doesn't quite understand the nature of this sex move. What's up, sick and raw? How's it going, DM Lance? I am calling from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., to tell you about a sex move in homage to Dead Sexy. It's called The Bedroom Rodeo. Dead Sexy. What's this one called? Do you remember that guy, Dead Sexy? I remember him, but what's his move called that he's talking about now? Bedroom Rodeo. Okay. 
So remember that there's a move called the rodeo, which I'll explain a little bit later. But uh, this guy, I guess, is doing a variation of the rodeo. Okay. And he calls it bedroom rodeo. But he's saying he's doing it in tribute to uh, Dead Sexy. Well, I don't know if that guy still listens to this podcast. If he does, he was one of my favorite listeners. Remember, he was the guy that would call up with these creative sex moves that I guess didn't really make sense. I mean, they kind of made sense, but they didn't... They weren't like they, they 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 didn't have the intended purpose of these sex moves. They ended up with him Remember, being more humiliated than the female. Than the female, exactly. So I but think then he, he just kind remember of, then he transitioned uh, into a different type of call where he would go to a dance club and like piss in a glass because he couldn't be bothered to go to the bathroom, and then some hot woman would would drink the piss, and then he would get kicked out. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I wonder what happened. Do you think he like went to law school and just kind of moved on from sick of and wrong? Of course. Because we've He's had a lot of fans that do. <laughs> we have a lot of fans, though, that do that. It's like they, they, there are a period of years of their life that they listen to Sick and Wrong. They're really avid listeners of the show. But then they've graduated beyond that. Yeah. They've moved yeah, on. Yeah, they they've move matured. on. But we're still doing it. <laughs> 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 Here's how it works. You got a big fat side buster, as Steel would say, and you're doing it from behind. You're fucking this broad doggy style, and you take her hair, and you wrap it around your arm like reins, and you pull back, and she loves it, and you're pounding this big fat fucking side buster. It's disgusting, absolutely it is. And then you start calling her that. You say, you're disgusting, you big, you're absolutely worthless and good for nothing. And meanwhile, while you're saying this, she starts bucking and bronking in the bedroom rodeo ensues as she tries to throw you off and you try and stay inside. Can you last eight seconds? Who knows? Maybe even Luke Perry couldn't. I don't know. But that's how the bedroom rodeo works. Now, in all seriousness here, this is a move, actually. One of the stumble bums I'm out with tonight says he actually tried recently, and he's got to, the marks to prove it. Uh, the sodbuster in question that he was with actually threw his commemorative Washington Redskins cups at him, and he's got some broken glass wounds, scratches, scrapes. She also, uh, kicked, tried, after he threw her out, tried to kick his door by mule-kicking it to get back in because she wanted to tell him off and give him the business. So, um, Jesus, who is he yeah, fucking? Uh, a guy I'm here with actually tried this move. Bedroom rodeo. Had a good time with it. Uh, had to share that story and uh, pay an homage <clears> to <throat> one dead sexy who was one hell of a caller, really. I think you both could agree with that. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. I'm out. I agree with him. Dead Sexy was one of my favorite callers. I kind of hope he listens still and will call again the tales of his exploits. <laughs> now, Wankley, you've heard of the rodeo before, That right? is the Wasn't that just, that is the rodeo? Yeah, but he's not talking about it. He's not doing it correctly, the way it should be How do you do done. it? Okay, well, first of all, you're having, you know, doggy style sex with a sod buster and you're pulling on her hair or whatever and you're calling her a big fat bitch or whatever, I would say in the heat of the moment, most girls would be into that. Being demeaned while you're like pounding away call, and Call the fat and, bitch. And just... You should try that. No, okay, I'm just saying a lot of fat girls will let anything slide. The way, the way, what really, the way the rodeo is supposed to work 
And this is the, the description that I've read in Hustler Magazine, which is the source for all these sex moves. <laughs> the way the rodeo works is you get that sod buster or whatever girl. It doesn't have to be a sod buster. It's bucking bronco kind of infers sod buster. But if you get a big girl up to your bed, you're fucking her from behind. You're going at it. Your friends are hiding in the closet. And like midway through, like maybe like after a couple minutes or five minutes or so, your friends bust down. They're like, surprise. And then you see how long you can stay on. Mm. Because at that point, she's really freaking out. Huh. That's the way it works. Or the other variation that I've heard is while you're fucking, you're really into it and you're going at it, you're going at it. Then you lean forward and you whisper into her ear. I fucked your sister last night. Hmm. And then she. The like, mechanics remain the same. same. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'm just saying, most fat girls will let you almost do anything. Do <laughs> you They're say like, this from experience use... or conjecture? Oh. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, most of them would, wouldn't. I don't think they would be put off all that much by you saying, "You fat bitch, take that cock, you fat." fucking bitch i bet you they'd just be like getting into it because they think it's like role playing just, here or something. just Heightening promise me this when, next time you try it can i be in the closet to just see the see the reaction in the aftermath are you gonna jump out and count how long i, stay I don't on? really care if i jump out i just want to be there to see <laughs> the condition of your face after you do this oh i heard i heard fat bitches like you like it no oh shit <laughs> put down the vase I don't know. That, that's the variation I've heard of the rodeo. But apparently um, the girls that this guy's had sex with did get really upset about it and broke. She, like, threw his commemorative redskin glasses at him. That's terrible. Was it him or his friend? His friend. His friend oh, uh, was yeah. trying it out, trying out the rodeo. Wasn't the caller. So. Hearsay and no, conjecture. Well, people, that's what happens when sex goes awry. I, I love Call these. The you know, you never really believe that these guys. Anytime they get laid, they're probably so fucking gratuitous that they're just sitting there, like you know, <laughs> just just please let it happen and nothing ruin it. Yet the story comes out that oh yeah, I called her a big fat bitch and she bucked me off and kicked my door down. Like that's probably not really what happened, but I'll let it slide. Well, I always thought it's just kind of funny to hear. You know, when you when you read about these sex moves, like Dirty Sanchez, Donkey Punch, all that shit, you always thought, okay, well, this is just like imaginary sex moves that dudes never that who never ever get laid made up. But then I feel like there are dudes out there that read about that, like I gotta try that. I gotta let, I'm gonna see what happens. And the girls that haven't happened to are always fat girls. Because if you have a hot chick and you're fucking her, you want to continue fucking that one. I, I've never so I've never gonna, even known it to happen to a fat girl. <laughs> And these guys who are fucking fat girls are happy to be fucking a fat girl. I'm I'm not so sure. I'm just saying people like fat girls have to take a lot a lot more abuse than the hot girl. If you That's say so. Saying. So if anyone if anyone's going show to show me the data. Show me the show me the study. Okay. Fat girls out in the audience, why don't you tell call and say the tell us about the meanest occurrence that you've ever had during intercourse the worst thing that's ever happened to you during intercourse i would convince like me the most i know i think if uh if a if a large girl called us up and told us that you would see the error of your ways wankerly <laughs> i don't care this isn't an after school special i'm just saying you, said you just see through my bullshit 
So the third call here has to do with a guy who had a sexual mishap while having sex with his girlfriend in a, in a conspicuous place. Jesus Christ. All right. So I'm listening to fucking Jimmy Buffett, and I know you guys hate that shit. I, really I just do. want you to know that I'm enjoying this bastard. I'm hammered as shit. And I know. Can you listen to Jimmy Buffett sober? Like, is that possible? Uh, I would recommend against it. You can't enjoy it sober. Let me put it that way. I just, I just wonder if you're sober, Stone Cold Sober, and you hear Cheeseburgers in Paradise or whatever that song is that he sings, would you be like, You know what it God, is. God, I actually like this shit. Is it Cheeseburgers in Paradise? It's Cheeseburger in Paradise, but there's many Cheeseburger. others. Cheeseburger. Wasted Away in Margaritaville. Okay. Margaritaville, that's a huge hit. Do you think if you heard that Stone Cold Sober, would you be like, I can't believe I like this at one point. I can't believe I lost my virginity to this song. That's why you need to be drunk. You need to have like seven margaritas, then listen to margaritas. It also helps if you're, I mean, if you're on an actual beach and sort of you actually have sandals on and maybe a margarita in hand. If you're in the colder climes of the north, it just rubs it into your face. Exactly. Then you get bitter. You guys love drunk calling. So, my name's Belusky. You can call me that, Belusky from Iowa. And I'm drinking Miller Lite because no one fucking drinks MGD from fucking Davenport. And I just want you to know, we love you. And I'm drunk as shit. Hasta la vista. Adios. Ooh, I do, I do want to tell you a story. So, I really thought he was going somewhere. I'm fucking a girl. This is, this is a new recent girl. And I'm having sex with her. And I'm having sex with her in her parents' bedroom. And all of a sudden, I realize that something's tinkling down by my butthole. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I didn't know what the fuck it is. But guess what? Found out it was a fucking dog with my butthole. It was a little tingly. And I don't know if I was like that. Tell me whether that is a uh what whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> that is a new segment. Is that, is that a new segment? Yeah. Do you like it or not? <laughs> the genesis of a new segment here at Sick and Rock. Whether you like it or not, I'm gonna actually put use that as the, the as the clip here for the intro. Yeah, you should. Whether you like it, it's or not, not whether you like it or not. <laughs> that implies something else. It's well, do you like it or not? Do you like it or and not? The, and then do the question's like a little ambiguous. Not? Like, do I like the fact that a dog is licking your butthole? <laughs> I like that. That's funny. <laughs> or do I like to have my butthole licked by the dog while I'm having sex with a woman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I like this new segment. Do you like it or not? So I'm going to say, I'm, I agree with you. I would love it if you were getting your butthole licked by a dog while you're, you know, having just like crazy no-holds-barred sex with some woman on, on her parents' bed. <laughs> yeah, I think that is amazing that the family dog licks your butthole. I don't like that you're having that sex happens. on your, her parents' bed. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with it's that? It's creepy. 
It's not it's not like defiant or you're not getting one over on her old man. It's just weird. Yeah, but I think it's creepier for her to allow that to happen. I think it's creepy for everybody. Cuz just just think you're on like some weird bedspread that her mom picked out and it says like an odd floral pattern. Yeah, but if you think about it too, it's almost like time travel in a sense. There's some because you were conceived on that mattress. And now, like, 16 years later, 18 years later, wherever, now you're, like, that egg and sperm union has grown up into this thing that's, like, defiling their parents' bed. That's just, like, time travel. (laughs) It is, in a sense. (laughs) In in almost zero sense. But I see what you're getting at. But I still can't get over, you know, the mother's, like, precious moments tchotchke staring at me and... And she probably has some weird medical device, like her dad has sleep apnea, so she's that fucking like gas mask over there. He does, I mean. I would be weirded out by it. I'd be like, really? Seriously? You want to have sex in here? This is gross. I'd n- I never had sex in my parents' bed. I never even want, thought about it. Like I was just like, that's just gross. I don't even like to be in there at all. Yeah, I'd try to avoid it completely. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's just not erotic. It's not conducive. I actually, yeah, I remember having sex. With a girlfriend, this is in college, went back to her parents' house. I think they lived in Jackson, Michigan or something. And we're having sex in her bedroom. And her bedroom just hadn't even changed since she had been a little girl. And I remember that being a jarring experience. Because I'm just like, you, you got like these fucking like, um, like little like dolls in here. It's pink. It was just weird. I mean, it was weird. She even still had Barbies, like in the like arranged, like in the corner. And I remember. Did thinking, she have her high school cheerleading outfit in there? Now that would have been that would have that would her, her Catholic girl, girl, school girl plaid skirt. My anxiety would have been relieved had that happened. Um, people can call Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always like to hear about your sexual mishaps. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to, to get a phone call that, um, that started a whole new segment. Do you like it or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are not listening to the show on iTunes, I don't know how you're listening to the show, really. I mean, I guess there are other ways. You could go to our website Wait a minute. and listen Somebody's to Somebody's standing right there. outside my window. Get out of here. <laughs> go to iTunes. <laughs> yeah, people, don't stalk Wackerly and try to listen to the show live. Just go to iTunes and listen to the pre-recorded perfect output that we put out every Sunday. And then subscribe, rate, and comment about the show. We appreciate that. It actually does give us exposure. Also, new T-shirts coming in just a couple weeks. I'm just trying to put the finishing touches on the new design. But uh, for right now, if you do want to order a shirt, you can go to the Cafe Press Store, which there's a link to it on the main page. I also have a few Quado tees left. So if you still want a Quado tee, email me first at sickwrongpodcast.hotmail.com and confirm that we have your size. We only have a few sizes left. And then, uh, yeah, then make an order and then I'll send you out a Quado tee. You go to sickwrongpodcast.com slash store to order your t-shirt. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by uh, Mickey the Sicky. He says, this old school punk, punk rock track rocks and is just the thing for a jaded Jesus-hating middle-aged half-dick to get some of his old fire back if he use it as Song of the Week. Watch out for far-right extremist Christian fundamentalists. 
I hear the U.S. is full. This is difficult for me to read because there's no punctuation at all. It's just one long, nonsensical, run-on sentence here. So I'm just kind of going through it and uh, trying to make do with what I have. So I, I'm not the one who's pausing when I'm not supposed to pause. All right, I just want to like uh, give you a caveat. Okay. I hear the U.S. is full of those crazy fuckers putting the fun into fundamentalism. Or is it the mental... Here's hoping you get your, spelled Y-O-U-R-E. Of course it is. Sick and wrong back. Mickey the sicky. All right, well, maybe, maybe, maybe that will uh, give us our mojo back just by playing this song. But this song is, in a, is an incredible punk rock song. Crass is So What. You know the band Crass? No. <laughs> is it, is it punk rock or is it hardcore or a little bit of both? Uh, they're more punk rock, but they're old school punk rock. I mean, they're like a old 80s band. And uh, so the song's called So What? And we're going to end the show with Crass. Thank you, Mickey the Sicky. Real quick, before we get out of here, I saw you flashing that card oh, yeah. over there. Before I um, forget. We got a card in the mail. You actually went to the P.O. box. I can't believe this. Last week. <laughs> oh, okay, this is a wedding announcement. I forgot about this. Uh, Kitty. Kitty Diddy Mao. And, and Doc. Uh, Wes, Doc, from uh, the forum, they're getting married. Original forum members. Yeah. Actually, I went to uh, the, the, the uh, Wheel of Fortune with oh, them. Oh, right. Yeah. Or Price is Right. Price My is bad. Right. Price is Right. I went to Price is Right with uh, Kitty and Doc. So they're getting married in, um, in September? September. What does the invitation say? I don't know if we're allowed to say. It's September 29th. Uh, hopefully, people, I'm not going to say where it's at or I might get mobbed. But uh, And we've been invited. So we're going to have to check our schedules. If we, September 29th. Well, if we can't make it, we'll at least be able to send some ridiculous, disgusting type of booze. A sick and wrong gift will be coming your way, Kitty and Doc. And uh, we wish you good tidings. And uh, Mazel Tov on the uh, wedding announcement. They're a good couple. Sick and they wrong really community swarm wedding. A sick and wrong. A true sick and wrong couple. Definitely. Well, people, we'll be back next week at episode 340. Until then, take a sleazy. A good night.
guys. It's the Duke. And you know what, D? It's a damn shame Holly died. God. Me and her go way back. I remember back when she was just a nubile 18-year-old girl. Hmm. I came there to wreck ass and chew bubblegum. And I was all out of bubblegum. But hey, D, cheer up. Eventually I'll find someone new, and you'll get to talk about them. But until then, keep it sleazy. And also, don't make me come over there and rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs>